Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We've gone to restaurants. We've been to each other's homes. Okay. But she, unfortunately, she she takes advantage of you know, having money, me having money. When did she, when did you start to feel that she was taking advantage of you? Uh, I would probably say around September of 2019. Okay. So this would be nine months after you gave her the money for the mortgage. This is the plaintiff, Douglas. He says the defendant was his friend and he loaned her $1,000 out of the goodness of his heart. Seems like nice guys finish last because she won't pay him back. And what she's doing just isn't right. That's why he's suing. This is the defendant, Sugel Bakir. She says the plaintiff was one of her best friends. And yes, he did give her $1,000 to help her out. That's given as a gift, not a loan. And he wants it back. She can't believe he's turning on her like this, but owes him nothing and thinks the judge will agree. She's accused of failing a friend. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Douglas, uh, you are suing your, I guess, former friend, Sugal Baker, for $1,000 that you say you loaned her, she says you gave her. Let's talk about it. What happened? Okay, so she was behind on her, on her uh, mortgage payment uh, for her investment property. Uh, she asked me for the money. I agreed to give it to her. Well, how long ago was she this? Said that she, uh, this was January of 2019. Okay, go on. I agreed to loan her the money. She said that she would pay me back when she was able to. And, you know, it's still nothing. Okay, well, let me ask you, do you have a, a promissory note? Uh, no, this was done over the phone. Do you have any texts from January 19 that spell out the terms? Like, you'll pay, you know, sometimes people have texts that say, thank you so much for the money. I'll pay you as soon as I can get the money together. Do you have any text, any, any text evidence um, that would prove in January of 2019, not later, a year and a half later, when everything hits the fan between you two, which we'll talk about in a moment, but back in January or February of 2019, do you have anything indicating that it's a loan? 
Uh, just a verbal agreement that she would pay it back when she was. So nothing in, nothing in text, nothing in email and nothing in writing. Okay. And she's supposed to pay you back when? Uh, that's what I asked her. She wouldn't give me a date only when she was able to. Okay. So then what happens? Uh, she went on a split, a spending splurge. Uh, she bought a whole new living room set. How long after Uh, borrowing the money was that? Uh, about a year and two, two to three months. But what happened in that year? Were you guys still friends? Uh, uh, I thought we were. <laughs> well, no. Did, would you go out? Would you see each other? Would you hang out? What? Yes, we, we, we have hung out since the initial loan in January of 2019. Uh, we've gone to restaurants. We've been to each other's homes. Okay. But she, unfortunately, she, she takes advantage of, you know, having money, me having money. When did a, she, when did you start to feel that she was taking advantage of you? Uh, I would probably say around September of 2019. Okay. So this would be nine months after you gave her the money for the mortgage or loaned her the money for the mortgage, according to you, according to her, gave her. All right. So did you guys ever date? No. Okay. So uh, between January and that September, did you ever bring up the money? I did uh, verbally. Uh, We we did discuss it. I asked her. I I brought it up. I never asked for it, like, initially back, though. Right. Did you br- you brought it up and said what? Uh, I, I basically we've had arguments in the past and I've reminded her that she still owes this money to me, which I haven't asked for back yet. OK, but what's the point of doing that? Like you only bring it up during arguments. Like do you ever bring it up when there's not an argument? Uh, no, it's just a reminder of the stuff that I've done for her that hasn't been returned at all. <sighs> OK, so and is any of that in the text or emails or a- in any other written form? Uh, yes, text messages. Right. That's a year and a half later. You sent me text from 2019. I don't see you asking for the money back in 2019. Uh, just August 21st, 2019. Let's see that. Yep. Yep. OK. Give me a second. I guess you guys are fighting and you literally can't blame me or tell me I don't care about your house when I gave you money for your cable and a thousand dollars that you never paid back and I never asked you about it. To which she responds, if I had a thousand to give you, I would. I deeply appreciate that. So, Ms. Baker, you you claim that it was a gift, correct? Yes. Um, Um, That's a lot of money for somebody to give you as a gift. I mean, you know, it's not like it's 20 bucks that he's suing about three years later. It's a thousand. Yeah. um, I never asked him. Well, he wouldn't know that you had a problem unless you asked him. So. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, I told him about my problem. Yeah, right. He said, okay. but I was, I, I, I verbalized what was going on in my life at that time. And he uh, said uh, that he will give it to me. I said, okay. I didn't know if it was a loan. I'm, in, I'm not in that financial situation that I was at that time. If he tells me it's a loan, you have to pay me back, I will do so. And okay, but throughout she, that time, if, before I got here to court to talk to you, all right, in the course of the last two years, he has said, pay me back. And you said what? He told, he will put, throw that in my face whenever he felt um, that I was neglecting him. He would tell me what a great friend he is because I'm not giving him enough attention, enough time. I'm involved with other things. Um, I started dating someone. And... Um, I'm no longer available to him as, 
much as he wants me to. So that was the first time I heard him saying it. He never told me, you got to pay me back. This is a loan. If that's the case, I would have gave it back to him. That message uh, was in 2019. I didn't hear from him until November of 2020 uh, when he told me that he's going to sue me for it. I said, sue me for a pair of sweatpants and $1,000 that I stole from him. I said, I didn't steal $1,000 from you. I didn't didn't steal your sweatpants. I I say, I deeply care for you, but I cannot be in this... um, being hijacked and, and, and under this pressure that, oh, I did this for you. Why aren't you answering my calls? Oh, were you I not answering his calls? I would answer his calls when I'm available. There's, I'm a single mom. I, I'm a landlord. I have my whole life uh, being pulled many ways. I work full time. And if I don't call him or, or reply or answer his call when he calls me, if I call him back an hour later, you know, or text him back, he, he doesn't want to talk to me. Oh, I'm not, you're worrying about, I call you, you never pick up. I said, I'm calling you back now. I'm available now. Can we talk now? No. And then I will wait for him to have his little hissy fee and get over it. Eventually he will call me or text me back and I'll, I have to jump. I have to put everything on the side. When a dog calls me or texts me, I have to jump and reply to him. It's a lot of pressure. I'm his only friend, so I'm his was on his only source of entertainment conversation. It's a lot of pressure when I have I'm a single mom. I have my daughter's life, my daughter's activity. I have issues with my my tenants. I have to take care of, and I have my work, and then I have my own individual. He life. feels like my- you used him. He's upset, and I see in the text back and forth about his birthday. Let's talk about that. So what is the plan for your birthday? Do you have an idea of what you want to do? There's no plan. It's not a big deal. Would you like to go to the beer fest? I don't want to. You don't want to go there. You don't want to spend it with me. I don't want to go there. Why not? You feel like doing something different? I don't know yet. What about Dave and Buster's? Okay. Should we go on Sunday, like around 12 instead? I don't really want to go to that. Okay. Can you think of something you'd want to do? Not really. Yeah, he's very difficult. It's a lot of a. It's too much work. Doing for him to keep yeah, a but that some relationships are like that. Some friendships are like that. And apparently, you were putting in the work. I get what you're saying. You use me to do what you want, and he's calling you selfish. Yeah, invite me out for my birthday, and then have me pay for it because your friend told you about oh. the place. Did you have him pay for the brunch? I, I paid for the hookah. I bought him a gift. I had a, a, a bag full of gifts for him. I bought him his favorite um, bottle that he likes to drink. I am a single mom. I don't have $500 to throw on him. I was already at my limit. My budget was $100. I already had spent it because I'm not going to go out with him and not give him a gift. This is not like a legal anything. I'm just giving you a little advice as someone who's older and wiser than you, that if you are hawking somebody about their birthday and you want to do something nice for them, take them to the place you can afford to take them, but don't take them to a really nice place and then expect them to pay. How did it come up that he had to pay? I didn't ask him to pay. Oh, how did it come up I didn't ask him. But you didn't reach for the the check, so then he just took it or? No, when the bill came, he he was like, no, I got it. I understand. Because I had... 
Yeah, and then I, I had I'm curious because it doesn't sound like that's how it went down, Mr. Douglas. How do you say it went down? She asked me if I had cash because the bill was around 120 to 135 dollars, and I did have cash on me at the time, and I paid it. Oh, I recall the location didn't take credit card. Mm. I remember that. All right. In any event, your feeling is what? That he's jealous? Do you think he's sweet on you? That he likes you uh, romantically? I believed at the beginning it was just jealousy of me not not spending enough time with him. When November, when I started getting um, messages from him regarding this, telling him I stole from him. Um, And why don't you tell your boyfriend, Haji, to give you the money? Let's look at these. The pants are because he texted you and asked you for some sweatpants that he had that he had left at your house. The sweatpants in question were team issue sweatpants from uh, University of Tennessee. They can't be purchased in a store. They're part of a set. Did you find my fleece pants I asked you about last month? And you say, yes, I believe I found them. OK, when can you return them? Anytime. OK, and when are you going to pay me back that thousand I lent you for your house last January? Please don't do this to me now. I don't have it. I actually, you gave it to me, but now you want to have a reason to contact me and be hateful. Goodbye, Doug. If you hate me so much, that's it. He says, how is asking you when you're going to pay me back being hateful? You asked to borrow it almost two years ago. You gave it to me. First, the pants. Why can't you ask Hajib for it? Fine. I found them. Going to give them back to you. Now the thousand. Are you telling him that you'll give him the thousand back? What is it you're saying here? No, no, I gave him the sweatband. I'll give them the sweatband pants. And now I, I gave him to him. Now he's talking about the thousand dollars. This was all new to me. I love you dearly. I miss your friendship and laughs together, but I can no longer be in the type of situation w- with you. I will always be there for you and be, be waiting for the day you are done with this anger and hate towards me. Worst part of all, this is from him, oh is that God. I still didn't even ask you for the money back. I asked you, when do you plan to pay it back? I never used you. You gave it to me, Doug. I don't steal. Never used you. Friends help each other. Anytime I need your help, your phone is dead. You're asleep or you're busy. And then when will you be returning my fleece pants? Don't want to respond? That's fine. I've now asked you multiple times to return my pants that you stole from me. She didn't steal your pants. You left them there. How did she get your, did she steal your pants from your house? What are you saying? Yeah, she slept over at my house in October, 2019. Uh, and, and so one year later, you're accusing her of stealing them as opposed to that this is something that, you know, just kind of. I, I asked her for the pants previously before that. Uh, I couldn't give you an exact date. Don't you think it's uh, a little bit moved. dramatic to say that she stole from you? Uh, that's what it is. She took it without my permission. OK. I thought you said she slept at your house and then she went home in them. Correct. She didn't have permission to take the pants with her. She came with her, with her own clothes. Was she wearing them when she left? Uh, I. I believe so. I was still Did you in bed see? At the time. Okay. So, you know, I'm looking at these texts and I, I do have to ask you, Mr. Douglas, you know, it's, it's very obvious to me that you are upset about feeling used by her, that you only bring up the money when you're fighting. And those kinds of things matter because I'm sitting here and I'm trying to determine whether it is a loan or a gift at the time that it's conveyed. It doesn't even come up for the first time until way later, like eight months after it happens. There's no promissory note. There's no payment plan. There's no text or emails or anything that kind of spell it out to be a loan versus a gift. And even though I do believe that $1,000 is a lot, and that's something I consider in determining whether it's a loan or a gift, 
I also have to consider the specific circumstances of each individual case. It kind of bothers me that there's zero evidence of it being alone unless and until you feel put upon. Because the issue is not what is it later. The issue is what is it at the time that it happens in January. You know, people who loan money out act differently. They would like to see a payment plan. They keep a record of it. They say, okay, you can pay me when you're able to, but in no circumstances later than six months from now. There's something to document it. So when I see the text go the way she's saying, and I see the anger about the friendship. In fact, isn't it accurate that you then sent her a box of every card, every Christmas card, every birthday card? You actually mailed that back to her because you're so angry with her and emotional about it? Our, our friendship was pretty much over at that point. So it you sent over. her every single card and that she had ever sent you throughout the years for Christmas or your birthday or anything else, which you had kept. And then you actually mailed it to her in this dramatic last act of hurtness, you know? And that's something that a judge weighs when they're trying to determine what was the real motive back in January. I'm sorry, but based on this record, I find that there is insufficient evidence to call this a loan. And I am ruling against you because you're the one with the burden of proof when you come into court. Verdict for the defendant. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. So the judge finds for the defendant in this case, Ms. Baker is she's off the hook, so to speak. Uh, Mr. Douglas, what are you thinking? Uh, It's unfortunate. Uh, You know, I know in the future now, uh, you know, if I have someone that needs help, they need to, you know, contact someone else. All right. Thank you very much. I'm sorry about that. But that's the way it worked out. Harvey, how about you? How do you think about this? So, Doug, I got to say, this is another example where if you really believe something is a loan, write a text and say, I was happy to loan you money um, and please pay me back as soon as possible, certainly within a certain period of time. If you do that, you could win the case. If you don't do that and it looks like a gift, you're going to lose. Question. I'm trying to finish up my mom's estate. It's down to the last steps, but my brother won't give me his Social Security number. My lawyer acts like he can't do anything. I asked him to send a letter or something. What gives going on a year now? You could, if you absolutely have to have it to resolve this lawsuit, I suppose you could try to get a court order from a judge if it's in probate court 
the disposition of this woman's estate. I can't imagine that she can't close her mother's estate. What it sounds to me, and I think it sounds to you the same way, too, is that maybe brother is not very happy with the way the estate yes. is being closed down. Yes, and that's exactly. probably why brother will not cooperate. It's that old but, story where there's a will, there's relatives. Right. right? So, so there, and it sounds like she's in charge. I just right. don't understand how anyone could ever hijack a proceeding in court. Right. If I was a probate judge, or you were the probate judge, and a lawyer said to me, uh, we don't have that information because he, here are the 12 times we've re- sent certified letters and emails and he just won't answer. Then, then you know, the judge then just you takes the next order, step. Right. You sign, sign a court order. Right. I mean, no one done. cares. If, if, if they need a social security, it's to dispense, disperse something to him. He doesn't want to cooperate. Probably. He has to get a dispersal. Probably, I mean, right. I mean, right. We don't know all the ins and outs, but that's but probably But no matter the what case. it is, he can't, one person can't go, ha, 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 we're no. never going to close this no. estate. And, There's and, no way. And, and frankly, so also, I suggest that she get on her lawyer because this cannot be accurate. Just can't. It's not like the brother just got an email that's saying I'm a a prince in a foreign country and I'm trying to get my money from country A to country B and and I will share my fortune with you. (laughs) I will share my fortune with you if I could just get your bank account information and your your social security. Right, right, right. This is a little more legit than that. And and maybe he's going to stand to inherit. Yeah, just bottom line is get it before the judge. There's no way the brother can just drag this out. No. This is the plaintiff, Sarah Hazenbrook. She says she was a model tenant and the defendant, her landlord, is refusing to return the money he owes her. That's right. The house has no reason to keep her money. And she's here for what's right, suing him for the return of $1,355.40. This is the defendant, Antonio Costantini. He says the plaintiff moved into a brand new remodeled apartment. She got a couple of dogs and they ruined his beautiful wood floors with urine. Oh, her money? More like the other way around. He's accused of turning out a tenant. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $2,750, the money needed for further repairs. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Haysbrook? Correct. You are suing Mr. Constantini, your former landlord, for the return of a security deposit that you say is $1,350 plus some interest. He has a counterclaim against you for $2,750 that he says is still owed for the repair of floors, which was, according to him, your fault. Talk to me first. Tell me what happened. So I did move into the condo back in June of 2019. Um, When I was moving in, he had just moved tenants out that were only there probably two to three months because I lived in a building, two buildings over. So I saw the people move in and then I saw them move out and he put a sign. They hadn't hadn't been cleaned. There was still... Dishes and pots and pans. Was there a problem with the prior tenants? He told me that when they moved in, the husband decided or the wife decided they were going to leave the spouse and then left and they didn't have enough money to stay there. Okay. So when I told him, that's okay, you know, I can move in slowly. From there, I always paid rent on time. I transferred it right to his account. I paid first, last security deposit. The total I paid over 18 months was $25,950. When I moved out, Do you have any proof of what you paid for the security deposit? 
Yes, I have um, sent all my bank statements. I saw I them. You have- I, I, I did see them. And then I saw arrows and circles, but the arrows and circles amount to 2,800. And you're saying that what you put down was 3,000 something. So I'm not quite sure how the bank records prove that you got. Uh, I'm looking for a receipt. That's actually or a canceled check or something that where you have some proof of what you actually pay because you didn't have a lease. Right. This was a month to month. Correct. So I had a notarized document. I did have a lease and he never gave me a copy. And I asked several times, even at the end. And his wife said that. Okay, darling, let me just say something, though. That's on you. If you sign something and give it away without keeping a copy, you don't blame the other person. You blame yourself. What I'm asking you is, do you have proof of what you paid for the security deposit? I only have the copy of the withdrawals and the Zelle transfers from my account to his named account on my bank statements. Okay. So what does your bank statement and your estimation show me? I recounted all of mine and it's $25,950. Honey, I don't know what you're saying. You're talking about how much you paid for rent living there two years. I'm uninterested in that. What I need to know is how much you paid for security deposit. So- oh, I paid first, first, last, and security thirteen fifty each. Okay, watch this. Did so, you pay first, last, and security thirteen fifty each, Mr. Constantini? No. What, according to you, the security was only how much? One thousand. Okay, see where we are now? Because cash doesn't leave my right hand if my left hand isn't getting a receipt. If there's no, uh, usually it's on a lease. Uh, but you, you guys don't have a lease. You claim you signed a lease and gave it to him and never got one and in two years never noticed. Is there anything that's signed between you folks that would help me to determine what the security deposit was, Mr. Constantini? No, ma'am. OK, so here's where we are. You have no proof of what your security deposit was. You tell me, well, look at my bank statements, Judge. That proves it. Tell me how your bank statements prove that you paid one thousand three hundred and fifty versus one thousand in security deposit. I can't. Right. I can't prove that. I only have the text message right. telling him I was at the bank and and that's it. How are you so sure, Mr. Constantini? How are you so sure that it's a thousand dollars? You're right. If you look at the deposit of the withdrawal at her bank, two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Out of that, I applied it towards the deposit she was going to get back to me. And she's been she's a wonderful lady, a wonderful mom, but she's been challenged quite a bit. And I was very accommodated to her. Okay. Can you just answer my question right now? What evidence do you have that the security deposit was $1,000 instead of $1,350? Is there anywhere? Like what makes you say that? Do you have it written down somewhere? When I went to her office, she gave me $2,000 cash and has withdrawn from the bank, which is in front of you. She has not given me the $350 cents. So what was the security? One thousand, and I. How do you know that it's only one thousand when her bank record shows two thousand? Thousand dollars for the first month, and she gave me the three hundred fifty when I went to see her. She worked in an office, a dentist. In fact, she removed one of my wisdom. Okay, stop talking, please. Okay, next issue. Now you lived there for how long, Ms. Haysbrook? Eighteen months. And what happened after the eighteen months? You decide to move, and why is that? The neighbors were very racist. They would often make racial comments because my son is biracial. Um, I never had that problem for the two years prior, a couple of buildings over. He moved out his senior year. I rented a place for him. What did they say? Wow. For a senior year and played football. And I moved him because they would park behind the car and ask, why are you going to this black people's house? Why are you leaving your daughter at the black person's house? 
parked behind my son's car and asked for license and registration. They needed to see his registration for his car. It was, he, it wasn't good for him. And so he moved to Lake Kenona about 45 minutes away. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Now, yep. you end up leaving and mm-hmm. you don't get your security deposit back, whatever that amount might be. And Correct. what happens? Do you ever talk to him and say what's going on? Or, or does he ever communicate with you and tell you what is going on? So I tried to communicate with him several times. I text him several times, which I furnished copies of with no response. I told him every time it rains, in the seams of the floor, a white crust would come up and the okay. floors would almost Did you say buckle. that to him? Did you text him that, what you just said? What yep. date? Mid- are, what date? Did you text him that? I believe that was in November 19th. I asked him if he had anyone look at it. Okay, now that's when, oh, right, but that's when, when you were moving out. What I asked you is, do you have any proof of telling him during the duration of your tenancy, hey, the floors are buckling? No. I noticed when I had moved furniture out that it wasn't one area and it was across the floor because it had been raining for several days. Let me hear from you, Mr. Constantini. I replaced that floor before she moved in. The when did apartment. you replace that floor? Maybe three months before she moved in. Can you prove that? She, she just told you. She identified that. Do you know for a fact that those floors were replaced three months before you moved in, Ms. Haysbrook? No, they're all mixed matched. It's different flooring and all Okay, do you have a receipt for when you put in the floor so I can see how old the floor was, Mr. Constantini? I did say that to you, ma'am, uh, Your Honor. You did? The fact that... You didn't or you did? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I sent you the estimate for only two floors. No, I know, but that's after the fact. You were just telling me the floors were a few months old. Can you prove that? That's what I'm asking. Yes, I do. Can I have it? I think that was necessary. Okay, so you don't have it for me today. All right, so let's move on. Who was living in there? Uh, uh, A husband, a wife, were there children also? No, ma'am. Any pets? No children. No, ma'am. Okay. And do you allow pets in the apartment? I did for Sarah. And if you look at some of the letters that I have from the condo and the management, she was breaking the law, but I done everything under the sun to please this lady because she has been What do you mean she was breaking the law? By having those big dogs in there. She's you not- You can't be a me- renter. Okay, you can't She's be a renter and have dogs. So why were you letting right. her do it? Yes. Your Honor, she had a lot of challenge with the children, with the neighbors, and I always, always supported her. And I never asked to move out. And her rent was never paid on time. Not once if I was nasty to you. Was I, Sarah? No, no, don't talk to her directly. So why did you keep the security deposit? Because there's damage to the floors. Let's talk about the damage to the floors. And I, and I give you the invoice, ma'am. And if you look at, at your TV, this is the letter that was sent to her on November 30th. Okay, so did you ever pick up the certified letter or you never picked it up? You just left it there? Okay. So now let's see what it is that is mentioned in the letter regarding the security deposit. And it says damage to the floor, amount due to the landlord, $27.50. And that is sent to you within the 30 days. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you're right. Okay. All right. Let's look at uh, the floor damage that we're talking about. So they're buckling in this picture. They're buckling a little in this one. There's clearly, uh, and it's right in the joints. And it's lighter there. And it looks to me like moisture. Do you have pictures of the place when you rented it to her, Mr. Constantini? I don't have it. I didn't send that to you because, again, 
Sarah. Do you have pictures? Yes, sir. Please listen to my question. Okay. I do not have it with me. I didn't present it to you. Okay, that's all right. Now listen to this question. According to you, did she ever tell you there was a problem with the floors? Yes or no? Never, Your Honor. Okay. Never said no. These pictures that she sent to you or that you took of the floors. According to you, you had two flooring experts come in. So November 30th, you have an estimate from someone. Complete removal of flooring and hallway, living room, dining room, back to bedroom due to urine animal damage. On-site visit confirmed urine stagnant under flooring. Due to the presence of urine, there is a hazard fee. Have you ever had pets in there before? No, Your Honor. Did you ever live there? You you cannot be a tenant. I I got that. Did you ever live there was my question. My daughter did. When your daughter lived there, did your daughter have a pet? Uh... I think she might have had a little, little chihuahua. It, and how long 20 ago? Years ago? How many years ago? 20 years ago. Okay. Ma'am, I wish I could uh, tell you the, the relationship that I helped with this Sarah. I, I know. She to be, I, I acknowledge it, that, that, that both of you liked each other a lot and you're both upset that you're in court. I can send you text messages. She says, stop harassing me. That's Okay, I, I got it. That's so here we go. Here we go. Said, she's going to sue me. Did you have any pets there, Ms. Haysbrook? I had two Yorkies that are crated whenever I'm not home. Excuse me? Yes, sir. Her mother, I have a videotape of her mother. Her dog, her mother's dog was there for three months. You know what? We don't need to go there because two dogs is enough urine. Okay, I just, I'm trying to. Thank you. And I, I, I can't believe this is happening. Okay, I understand. Everybody, please stop whining. Please stop whining. I just have to determine whether or not you have been able to prove that you are entitled not only to keep her security deposit, whatever the heck that may be, but also that you're entitled to sue her because you're counterclaiming against her $2,750. So I have one issue in this trial, folks. My only issue is, is the damage that's there her fault? And have you been able to prove that the damage that's there is her fault, that it wasn't there before? According to you, you, you paid for new flooring there, A few months before she moved in. And I would really like to see that evidence. So you may not be able to get it to me now in the next few minutes. But if I gave you a few days, would you be able to show me that evidence? I do my best to satisfy your honor. Okay. I know that she loved my apartment. Okay, I don't care if she loved your apartment. I just care if you can prove the floor was new. If you are able to prove to me that the floor was put in a few months before she moved in, I think that the, the fact that she had two dogs, the fact that there was an estimate. Three dogs. I don't three care dogs. if they're two or three. <laughs> Please Sorry, do not Anna. interrupt me anymore, Mr. Constantini. <laughs> Just listen and don't talk. We, are, we have an issue that I'd like to resolve, and that is, is this damage because of your puppies or not? You say it isn't. Your puppies are the best. They never urinate on, a, on, a, on, a, on your floors. And he's got evidence from the professionals that it was a urine-soaked floor. So if I receive proof that that floor was put in a few months before you moved in there, that's going to be very probative that the only dogs that could have done it are those dogs, okay, or dogs in your care, okay? So I really want that evidence, Mr. Constantini. So I am. how long do you think you need to find Proof of what you paid for the remodel. Two or three days, a week, you tell me. Can I have three weeks? I'm no, that's a long time, but I'll give you a week. I, 
I, I have an ambassador to run, and I went out of, out of town. But if you want me to, I'll, I'll cancel it, and I'll do whatever you no, want. Why to do you have to, to cancel do. an out-of-town trip? All you got to do, do you remember where you bought it from? Of course. Well, then all you got to do is call them and ask them to send you the proof. I have an accountant that does all our books for us, Your Honor. So then you can call the store and get the proof of when that flooring was put in. You don't have to cancel a vacation. I'm giving you one week to give me that proof. If I receive that proof, I have to tell you it's not looking good for you, Ms. Hazelbrook. Not only would you not be getting the $1,000 deposit, and that's you've only been able to prove here what he'll, he'll admit to as far as a deposit, because you can't prove you paid more than that. Not only will you not be getting the $1,000 deposit, but he would be correct, and I would be ordering you to pay the remaining $2,750 if he is able to prove that. If he does not, within one week, give me some form of proof that, in fact, that floor was new, if all of a sudden I get a bunch of extra, I was so good to her, she was like a daughter, but I don't get proof that the floor was new, then I'm going to be ruling in your favor in the amount of $1,000. Because the one thing I need is proof those floors were new and nobody else could have ruined them but her. That's what I need. That is my verdict. Good luck to you folks. And I will take a look at this as soon as the evidence comes in. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. So in the rare conclusion of a case here on the People's Court, it all depends on whether the defendant can send the judge proof that he put in new floors before the plaintiff moved in. You understand, Ms. Hazelbrook? Let me ask you. You heard what the judge said. You understand that we're going to wait to see what yes. her decision is. Okay? Yes. All right. So all I can say is good luck to you. <laughs> There's nothing more <laughs> I can you. say. Good luck. We'll see what happens. All right. Mr. Constantini, I know you wanted three weeks. Yeah. Judge didn't give you three weeks. You got a week to get her the proof. Think you can do it? I would get she maybe negotiate two weeks for me. Is it possible? No, nope, one week. She gave you one week. <laughs> I That's better what change got. what it's I'm important. doing. It, folks. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you. Okay. If you if you deliver what she wants, you'll win the case. If you can't, the plaintiff wins. Good luck to you. <laughs> Very Thank interesting you. outcome. Thank you. Harvey, how about this? Okay, Doug. Well, the defendant did provide proof of the age of the flooring and as a result got $1,500. It does raise an issue that when you go to court, be armed with all of the evidence that you need. The judge here cut this guy a break and gave him a week uh, to come up with the documents, but some judges may not do that. And if you don't come to court with all the information, you may lose without that opportunity. Evidence is king in court. Evidence is king in small claims court. So really sit there and think about what you need to bring. I was wondering if there's a high-speed chase and the car has multiple passengers, are they charged with something too or just the driver? Normally, it's just the driver who's going to be in trouble, who's going to end up going for that long, lonely ride uh, to the police station if... If they're it's speeding, right. or if, if what we're talking about getting in trouble for is speeding. Right. Now, there, there are scenarios where you can contrive in your mind, well, how can the passengers be in trouble? Well, if they're all involved in the same activity that caused them to flee, they might have a problem. Right. Like if, if they're if they, fleeing from a robbery. Right. Or if all... the front seat passenger, the driver says, uh, how am I going to get rid of these cops? And he says, <laughs> take them right up here. And they you know, <laughs> we'll shake like, them. Right. We'll shake them. Or, you know, hold the wheel for me while I bust a few rounds off at okay, you know, right. the pursuit. <laughs> stuff like that. But if we're talking about a normally, traffic stop. Normally uh, not a problem. That, right. But here's something that's that's kind of uh, unfortunate. A lot of times you'll see high speed chases where the car finally does stop and then 
three or four people bail out and start running in different directions. It's possible that not everybody has criminal liability in a situation, but you know, maybe, they, maybe they ran for a different reason. Yeah. But consciousness of guilt can be shown in a courtroom by a prosecutor to a judge or to a jury by evidence of flight. So if you flee from the scene. And the person just did a robbery. It's going. It might be used against you to show that you're good for you. a principal in the exactly. In or the maybe robbery. you know you were one of the wheelmen or one of the people. But have you ever been trapped in a car where some idiot was driving and going really fast? Because I I was really afraid for my life once in high school where yeah. there was a fellow driving the car who thought it would be funny to drag race on I-95. Right, and I bet you felt pretty helpless. And I never got in that guy's did. car again. And I told his girlfriend, "I'm not. Right. Never. Just right. never." Um, because it, it went on for a good five minutes where I was screaming at him to slow down. And yeah, so you're actually a victim sometimes. I wish you had a button to make him slow down or something. Right. You know, years ago, they used to sell a little gadget uh, called like the Highway Zapper. And what they would do is they would set off other people's radar detectors around you. And if, if cars are racing by you at like 100 miles an hour and you're just getting tired of it, you just point it at them and hit that button. You watch their brake lights light up and the smoke comes. You buy a gadget that emits radar, so they think that there's a cop. Oh, that's magnificent. Signal. Everybody should have one. (laughs) Slow down, everybody. 